Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Why? You know, why would we continue the, you know, heartbeat of faith? Well, it's the most important theme in the Bible. Without faith, you can't accept Jesus. Right? Scripture says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And then it says, Dad and I were talking about this before the service, and he started dropping some Scripture on me. Scripture says, the just shall live by faith. The righteous person, that's you, that's me, you're right with God by faith, right? You will live by faith. That's important. It says that in four different places in Scripture. The just or the righteous shall live by faith. Now that's powerful. Now faith, though, faith is all about something here very important, and we're going to get into it. Let's get into Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 again. Hebrews 11, verse 1. I'm only going to read three verses in Hebrews today, but look at this. Faith is the confidence. Someone say confidence. It's the confidence, the assurance, right? that what we hope for will actually happen. There's that word. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Let's go back to that verse. I want to hit you with that one again. Look, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. So what does that mean? That means without hope you can't have any faith. It's got to start somewhere. Haven't you ever been at the place you're like, ah, well, I don't know, I'm struggling, but there, I see a light. I see the light at the end of the tunnel, man, and I think it could happen. I think something good could happen. I don't know. You ever been there? You've been in a struggle? Man, there was a guy, he was going through it. He's a, he's a Christian hip-hop artist. I read his book years ago, and he said, man, he was just done with life. He was just about done. He wasn't serving God. He'd been hurt. He'd been sexually abused. His dad had left him. He'd been abused by his mom's boyfriends and stepdad. I don't remember all the details. But he was at a place where he just he couldn't do it anymore. He was at a bad place. He was, he was going to do some awful things. And he said he was crazy because in the, in the midst of the darkness, he said, I started to sense something I had never sensed before. And he said, all I can call it is hope. He said, I started to think, man, this could get better. This could get better. Like, There's... And see, his grandma, he had a grandma who would take him on mission trips down into Mexico. And these are black folk. And so he would learn some Spanish. And his grandma was, I forget what they called her. I don't know if it was like Big Mama. Or it was some cute name they had for his grandma. It was some cute name. I don't know. I don't remember. But she would take him down. They lived in California. and they'd, his, his grandma would go with her church, and they'd go into Mexico and do mission work. And one time, they didn't even ask him. They just dunked him in the water and baptized him without his permission. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like Nacho Libre. You're not looking. Oh, my goodness, you're baptized. No, well, it doesn't work that way. We want your will actively involved when you're baptized, all right? But here's the deal. His grandma had put, she'd sowed a seed in him, and she served God, even when he was going through all kinds of bad things. And he came to a place where he was done. He was done with life. He was so... Brokenhearted, he said, I started to sense something called hope. Hope says it could happen. Something better could happen. Tomorrow could be better. And faith says, uh-huh, what I hope for, it's on the way. Faith says what I've been hoping for, it's on the way. Now, let me explain something to you, though. And this is going to be news to some of you, maybe some of you listening in, tuning in online as well. But God doesn't do stuff just because you want it that way. 
People get upset with God because he didn't do it their way. <laughs> I'm going to share this with you. It's probably going to embarrass my wife, but it's about me. I've been snoring a lot lately. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's the dairy or I'm just exa- exhausted, but I've been eating some dairy. I put on some weight. You don't have to raise your hand, but I know some of you. Did you put some weight on over the holidays? I put some on. I trimmed down a little bit, but I got back into my fighting weight, Barry. I think I put on about eight pounds at Mom Brown's house. You know, where do you where do you put all that, Pastor Matt? I think it goes to my ears. But man, we got back. I was exhausted. We'd been flying all day, and I was tired. And my wife, she's been such an angel. She's like, "Baby, you're snoring again. We need to get you a better pillow. There's something going on. If my neck's not just right, I'll snore. I snore on my back. Oh, I hate it." So, man, I woke up in the middle of the night. I was desperate. I, she couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. I'd been snoring. And I think the 10-year-old came out of, in me. I was walking to the restroom and because I, I told her, I said, baby, let me just sleep in the other room. She said, no way. You stay in here with me. And I said, I'm just kind of irritable. I hadn't been sleeping. She hadn't been sleeping. I stumbled through the hallway. And I said, <clears throat> I can't stay. I can't go. I think I'll just sleep in the hallway. And I went to the restroom. I'm like, where does that even come from at 2 or 3 in the morning? Yeah, it was poetic. I can't stay. I can't go, baby. So I'll just sleep on the couch. You know, I don't know. But I, I had a moment of I want to do it my way, but I didn't know what my way was. It didn't make no sense. I was half asleep. I'd been snoring. You say, man, you just told on yourself, Pastor Matt. Well, here's the truth of the matter. We as adults and we as adult believers, we need to get to the place where we say, God's not going to do it just because I want it that way. He's going to do it according to his will because his will is always right. I've seen people praying to be with someone, asking God, give them to me as my wife or my husband. Okay. I'm not going to get too deep into that. But I remember... Years ago, my mom's with Jesus now. And my uncle, he's not going to hear this message. He's an older, one of my older uncles. He's not going to hear this message probably. But years and years ago, mom and dad were pastoring a church, and one of my dad's younger brothers was there. And one of the ladies in the church, she set her eyes on my uncle, and she said, I want him. Yeah, that one, Lord, I want him. So she started fasting and praying that she could have him. That sounds creepy to me. I don't know about you. That sounds like church witchcraft to me. Ooh, Lord, I give, give them to me. I'm going to fast that they just fall in. I mean, you know, sounds like seduction. But anyway, some of you are like, no, but you don't even know. I prayed for, hey, no, no, no. I don't know the details of your situation. I'm just saying we get selfish and we pray for crazy stuff. You ever done that? One guy years ago said, man, I'm praying. He, he worked a regular job. He said, I'm praying that God give me a red Lamborghini. What fur? What are you going to do with that? A red Lamborghini. But anyway, so my mom caught wind of it, told my uncle, said, look, that's y'all's business, but that grieves me. Don't get involved with her. We know them. We know their family. We know where she's coming from with this. It's crazy. Don't, Don't do it. Well, guess what? He got mad at my mom for years. Mad, angry, and my mom was all hurt about it. Dad even remembered it. Dad brought it up to me recently. And dad knew it was crazy, but he didn't say nothing. Well, guess what? Years later, that turned into a disaster. But that lady got what she wanted. And I guess he got what he wanted. I don't know. But praise God, God's faithful. He ended up marrying his high school sweetheart. After him and my former aunt were divorced, 
he ended up marrying his high school sweetheart. He should have married her in the first place. But praise God, I have some cousins out of that relationship, but they've had a heck of a life. Doing things that they said, this is God's will, and we cover them in spirituality and faith sometimes. They say, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Well, go ahead. Like my mother-in-law says, go with God. Right? Why is it so quiet in here? Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Look at this next verse. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation with God and with people, huh? When you're a person of faith, God honors you and other people honor you. They may make fun of you sometimes, but when they're going through hard times, they go, would you pray for me? I know you go to church, but, uh, you know, (laughs) you got something for me? That's powerful. Through their faith, they earned a good reputation. Let's go on to that one. The next verse, by faith, verse 3, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Praise God. Here's what you need to remember. Your faith, when you line it up with God's will, all things are possible to him that believes or to her that believes. All things are possible. You believe it, you can have it according to God's will. Scripture says the desire of the righteous person is not evil. Why? Because a truly righteous person wants what God wants. I've been there. I've been in situations where I knew as soon as I pray about this, God is going to dissolve the situation. I'd say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. I'd pray it like haltingly, knowing that this whole situation is going to change once I pray his will. Because right now it's my will, but it ain't right. And I've prayed those prayers over the years, and it would change just like this. Lord, if this isn't your will, deal with this situation. And he would deal with it overnight. But sometimes we don't want that, huh? We don't want that sometimes. You say, no, I'm not going to pray in faith. Faith, look, for your faith to work, you need to be operating in God's will. All right? So here's what faith is all about. Number one today, it's all about action. Action. Someone say action. Faith is all about action. Let's go to James 2.17. Check this out. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Are you with me? Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you, he says. (laughs) That's a modern translation. Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds, says it again, is useless. Someone say useless. Useless. You got to believe. You got to believe, but you got to act it out. So it's action. Faith does. One of the ways you show that you believe And this is between you and God. I don't research everybody and go, man, are they giving tithes and offerings? That's between you and God. But when you don't give tithes and offerings, you say, God, you won't bless me. I don't trust you enough to take care of me. Think about that. Now, we got the First Fruits Conference coming up. We're going to have a conference. we got the uh, the Barkers coming in, Pastors Coy and D. Barker. we got Oscar Gonzalez coming in for the end of January. And I'm entitling the conference in English. I'm going to entitle it believe. Just believe. You say, man, more about faith. Yeah. How many people did you know last year that lost faith? Did y'all see that? It happened. 
People were going to church and they, they just stopped believing that God couldn't take care of them anymore. They stopped believing. Say, no, I still believe, you know, I pray at night. Yeah, but you don't do anything that God asks you to do, then you're not walking in faith. Faith is action. Someone say action. Was there a guy in the 60s or 70s called Action Jackson? I'm having a memory. Is that, is that real? You weren't born yet. That's right. I'm a few years older than you, Rosie. Like, I don't know, man. The 70s was a long time ago. Action Jackson. I don't know. You got to take action. And there's times, man, there's times that God has spoken to me and my wife to give, and we just look at each other and it's like, okay, I don't know how he's going to take care of this. Last year with our first fruits, we gave over and beyond anything we'd ever given. Last January. And it was like, here's how crazy it was. It was like we had never even given that much. We gave a large part of our salary, and we just gave it to the Lord and just trusted him. And I remember I was like, it was a week later, two weeks later, and things were getting taken care of. Things were starting to get paid off last year. And I'm like, it was like, it was like we'd never even given the money. Why? Because he says in his word, Luke 6, 38, give and it shall be given unto you. He says in his word, Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, bring your tithes and offering into the storehouse. And he goes on to say, prove me now. This is the only time in Scripture that God says, prove me. Prove me. If you'll bring your tithe and offering, prove me now and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out a, a, a blessing and a reward you will not have room to receive. Some of you said, man, it's crazy that the government's giving out money. I know. I think it's crazy, too. I think it's, it's crazy. But when they send it, I'm all, here's what we're going to do with the money, baby. It's here, right? Why aren't we helping our people? They want to help Pakistan. Did you know they wanted to send money to Pakistan for gender studies? Let me give you a gender study. Male and female. That's the way he created them. Study that. It's not complicated. Humans make stuff complicated. Yeah, but if I, if I know, it comes back to faith. Faith is real simple. You believe or you don't. Sometimes you're in the middle. You say, remember the one who told Jesus, I believe, Lord, but help my unbelief. I want to believe. But part of me says, man, I don't know. There's all this. And true faith is you walk by faith and not by sight. Not by what you see, by what you believe. So giving is completely faith-based. You got the first fruits coming up. So let God lead you. That's between you and God. You say, man, this ministry needs the money. Well, God is, God's going to take it and use it. We help the poor. We've helped, we help Folks in Guatemala, there's a ministry we help over there. We help other pastors and different stuff. We give to pastors when they come. We, we've helped to give gifts. Your, your tithe and offering, hey, that goes. We gave gifts to the kids. How many gifts we give out this year? 200 and 230, 243, that's right. 243, I think is right. We're all looking at each other like it was well over 200. But God took the gift you gave and gave someone a great Christmas this year. We give, we give. Say, but, but the church building, hey, it's taken care of. It's debt-free. We don't pay mortgage payments. It's debt-free. It's taken care of. We maintain, but God doesn't need a, a, a donation. God needs to bless you. One guy years ago, I'll never forget this. He texted me, and I've told this story before. Barry's part of it. This is a good story, though. The guy texted me and goes, hey, how are the church finances? I thought, what a, I hadn't seen the guy in years. I thought, Huh, that's a dumb question. If you're listening today, I apologize to you. I don't think you're listening. But, but I thought, what a dumb question. How are the church finances? I said, great, God's taking care of us. Okay, well, I'm going to make a donation. 
I thought, man, he must have won the lottery. Lord Jesus, there's some things I want to do with the church. Man, that'll be great. Maybe he's going to give $10 million. I asked Barry later, I'm all, dude, what, what happened? Did he, how much did he give? Oh, $35. I'm glad he did that or we wouldn't have made it. That's just what we needed that month to make it. And I'm not scoffing at the giving, but I'm scoffing at people's mindset that, look, God does, look, God does not need my money. He says the cattle on a thousand hills are mine. He says the gold and the silver are mine. I can prove to you, I can prove to you that God owns it. You know why? Because when the hearse, when there's a hearse and we go to the grave, we never attach a U-Haul to the back of the hearse, do we? Uh-uh. You go, you go to be with Jesus. That's it. As a believer, you go to be with Jesus. If you rejected Jesus, well, you don't go to be with Jesus. It's that simple. There's been people that were buried in their Cadillac. Man, give that to somebody. Buried in their, on their motorcycle. What? The pharaohs of Egypt, they would do that crazy stuff. They would have their servants and wives buried with them. You know how weird that is? Oh, if I go, you all go on with me. What a weirdo. It is appointed unto men and women once to die and after this the judgment. You believe it or you don't. Now we're going to start living like it. Does it mean you don't pay off debt? No, pay off debt. Get a good house. Get a good car. Pay off things. Be blessed. It's God's will. He said in the Old Testament, you will live in houses you did not build. You'll eat the grapes of vineyards you didn't plant. There's stuff that you didn't even have to work hard for, and God has given it to you. It happened last year. Get ready for this year. God's dealt with some stuff, but you stay faithful. You walk in faith. God's going to take care of you. You say, man, is that just a health and wealth message? No, it's a message of faith and truth. Giving is faith-based. I need the blessing. I'm going to tell you right now, you know another reason why I give? Because as a human, I need to make sure I'm keeping greed in check. You know how two-year-olds are? They see it? Mine. They want it? Mine. They lost it? Mine. They broke it? Yours. One article said that it's yours, but the pieces are still mine. That's how we are as humans. Mine, mine, mine. Man, give. Stretch yourself this year. I challenge you to give a first fruits offering. You never have. Do it this year. You say, man, what is that? It's a big offering to God. You say, tithe is one thing. One guy said in here, praise God, he's tithing. He's made a new commitment. That's excellent. But there's tithing, there's regular offerings, and then there's a first fruits. And first fruits says, I'm going to crown the year with a great gift because God is faithful. You know what? Let's go to, this was my verse last year, Vali. Let's go to, um, is it Psalm 6511? Let's see what that says. I hope that's right, Vali and Liz. And if not, well, we'll find it later. Psalm 6511 in the New Testament. I mean, in the New Testament, the New Living Translation. Some of you are like, Pastor, I haven't been serving God long, but I know Psalms ain't in the New Testament. Just making sure you're awake. <laughs> New Living Translation. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. How does that happen? Scripture explains Scripture. Give and you shall receive. Bring the tithes and offering into the storehouse. You say, man, he's hustling me. No, I want you to be blessed like we've been blessed. There's been things that happened over the years that had nothing to do with the amount of money we earned. 
I remember things over the years, there were guys in the oil field making so much money, they'd laugh at my salary. But here we are, we're still here, and God is faithful, and he takes care of stuff. He pays off stuff. It's amazing. Unbelievable. God is faithful. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest, Lord God. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. Learn to give. Stretch yourself this year. If you've never given a first fruit... First fruits offering, let 2021 be your first time to do it. If you've done it before, see if God speaks to you to give more. I would not ask you to do something we didn't do faithfully. We've done first fruit offerings as long as we've been doing it here. I don't know if it's been eight, nine, ten years, but we've always given our tithe and offering. Sometimes you don't see us giving in the offering bucket up here. We do text to give. And I have access to offices, so I turn in envelopes all the time of extra. Any extra that comes in, I'm turning it in. Why? I want to be blessed. I need to be blessed. I need to be blessed so people around me can be blessed by my faith and my giving. Do y'all have people around you that need to be blessed? They do, huh? Because they haven't heard from God yet, but you have. So giving says God will always take care of me and do what he says. God blesses us so we can be blessed givers. Somebody say amen. So you got action, faith. You got to take action. There's lots of ways you take action with faith. You walk in love. You forgive. We're not going to stay there. We're going to move on to the next one. I may have to get into this next week, I think. I haven't gotten far enough today. Number two is reaction. How you respond to people and situations in life, that shows where your faith is. God's really dealt with me about this lately. In fact, he was dealing with me so much about this that I had to write these points down even before we left for Christmas because God was dealing with me. I could just hear the voice of the Spirit saying, uh-huh, your faith is, is growing, that's great, but look at how you reacted to that today. How you react to things shows where your faith is. How you react to how people treat you. Don't get me wrong, you've got to have boundaries. There's people who treat you bad, treat you bad, finally you're like, that's enough. No more access to me. I love you. I forgive you. Bye. Don't let the door hit you and you're behind, right, as you leave. Bye. 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 But God's got to speak to you because Scripture says you've got to walk in love, but he always, God, God is a God of boundaries. So how you react is very important. Let's go to Luke 6, 27 and 28. Look at this. And I'm talking to you about a couple of different reactions here, but look at this. It's all scriptural, all faith. But to you who are willing to listen, I say, Jesus said this, love your enemies. Did he say, go hang out with your enemies all the time? No. There's some of you in this room, you have enemies. I have, I have people who have never liked me. I don't know if the statistics are true. Supposedly, one out of every ten people you meet, they're just not going to be impressed by you. I don't care. I'm not impressed by them either. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Kind of. Right? It's like, okay, that's fine. I love you. God bless you. They don't have to be impressed by me. That's okay. I'm not trying to impress anyone. But Jesus said, love your enemies. Proverbs says, to the person whose ways please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. You have people who just don't like you, they'll leave you alone. I've had people that had, they just didn't like me, but they don't mess with me. They don't mess with me. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Look at this. Talk about this reaction. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. You ever read a scripture or heard me preach something and you quietly say to yourself, are you sure, Lord? Are you sure? Yeah, it's in there. Look in your Bible. Look at verse 31 of that same chapter. Luke 6, 31. 
do to others as you would like them to do to you. Remember the golden rule? That's it. People have forgotten it, but there it is. That's a faith move. Say, man, these people have been treating me like trash, but I'm going to treat them as I want to be treated. I'm going to treat them like I want to be treated. Wow, that's a faith move right there. That's a powerful reaction. And number two, look at this. Let's go to Philippians 1.28. This came up maybe a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. And this, this, this verse has just been powerful to me. Look at this. Because we're, st- we're going through the book of Philippians verse by verse on Wednesday nights. Look at this. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved even by God himself. If, if you say, man, what? People are going to get destroyed? I'm not judging people. No, you're not. That's up, to G- that's up to God. Let God deal with people. They've got to accept Jesus so they can go to heaven too. They've got to have their own walk with God. But don't be intimidated by your enemies. It says in the Old Testament, it says fear of other people, fear of man, fear of mankind is a trap. You ever been afraid of someone for no reason at all? They talked big or they acted big or they did something. Man, they're going to, they put on their pants the same way you do in the morning. Uh Uh-uh. They have to take showers too. They have to eat too. They're just as human as you. Don't you be intimidated by enemies. Nuh-uh. This will be a sign to them that they're going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved even by God himself. So take that to the bank and cash it. That's what God's word said. So this is, this is the second part of this reaction point. You don't have to be impressed by the tactics of the enemy to distract, hurt, or keep you from believing. You don't have to be impressed by that. I believe it's Joyce Meyer's husband who said they'll go through tough times. They owe big money or they've gone through stuff. They've gone through tragedies and different stuff. And Dave, I think his name is Dave. It's one of his favorite things to say. He goes, I'm not impressed. I'm not, it doesn't impress me. I serve a bigger God. So, oh, man, oh, but they're going to they're gonna come get you. You may get the pink slip. Say, man, I may give them the pink slip. Go work somewhere else. I'm out. Bye. And for those reasons, I'm out. Anybody ever watch Shark Tank? Don't be intimidated in any way. Don't walk around scared of people. My mom, that was one of her favorite things to say. She said, don't be, fear of man is a snare. Don't be afraid of people. Scripture says, don't fear those that can hurt the body, man. Fear him who can throw the body and soul and everything else into hell. All right? You need to walk in fear of God, not not other humans. So your reaction to the way people act, your faith reaction, and this is the faith test today. This is the faith test. Someone say the faith test. It's the heartbeat of faith, but this is the faith test. We're going to have to finish this next week. But your reaction should always be believe. Believe God. Believe the best of others. Love God. Love others. And repeat over and over again. Are people hard to deal with? Oh, yeah, go ahead and raise your hand and say amen. Go ahead. Yeah, people are hard to deal with. We've been hard to deal with in our time, right? Me? Oh, man, I can't stay. I can't go. I'm going to lay down in the hall. What? I wasn't on any substances. It was the middle of the night, okay? But I'm telling you, you go through things in life and you react. I had to tell my wife the next morning, I'm sorry, baby, I said that. (laughs) It was like my inner 10-year-old came out. How do you react? See, have you ever noticed this? How many of you like sports? Anybody? Soccer, football, basketball. Have you ever noticed the refs never catch the first one? They always catch the reaction. Have you noticed that? 
Not never, but you push them, or they pushed you, and you're like, what? You push them back, the rest are flagrant. What? He pushed me. He's like, I saw you. You need to be careful how you react because the ref, eh, they're not really the ref, but the world is watching. Oh, you got mad. You know how the world is when you're a believer? You got mad. I'm all, you've been cussing all day long. Oh, yeah, but you're a Christian. What? They're watching your reaction. Last year, man, tested a lot of our reactions. A lot of our reactions. It tested our faith. You hold on to hope and you hold on to faith. This is your year. I'm not afraid to say it. This is your year. If last year God blessed you, go ahead, let's give the Lord a clap over. <clears throat> How many of you can look back and say, man, last year God took care of us. Go ahead and raise your hand again. Praise God. For once in your life, hindsight is actually what? 2020. That was in a meme. I didn't come up with that. I read memes and I remember. Then I say stuff and people think I'm clever. I'm all, I didn't come up with that. I don't know who to give credit to, though, because it was just out there in the cyber realm. Hindsight is actually 2020 now. You look back and go, wow. How did what? What happened? And people scared to say that this is their year. No, it's your year. It's your year. You went through some stuff. And hey, you know what? There were folks in this very room that suffered loss last year. Some people went to heaven in our lives last year. I did multiple funerals, and it was tough. I, and hey, I know it was tough on you. Those were your loved ones. But I cried with you. And I thought of my mom, and I missed, I missed your loved one too. We had some people go to be with Jesus, but I'm going to tell you right now, they ain't missing out on anything. Now they're with the Lord. So yeah, but the government may send another round of stimulus money. They walk on streets of gold up there. Congress gave themselves all kinds of bonuses and thousands of dollars, and they send you $600. But hey, I'm not complaining. Can we talk about the next round, right? Got some stuff to do. You let God take care of you, though. In the midst of this, all jokes aside, the Lord is your source, not the government. But God will use anything. He'll use anything and anyone to bring blessing to you. He will do it. If you believe, God will jump over 10 million people to get to you and bless you. He'll sort through people and go, okay, you believed. Jesus said, when the Son of Man returns to this earth, will he find faith? Uh-huh, yeah, because you're just, you're righteous, and you will live by faith, won't you? So remember, faith is all about action. That's our first point today, and I'm going to wrap it up. Faith is all about action. And number two, your faith is about reaction. We're going to dig into this some more next week, but you need to keep walking in faith and hope and love. And the greatest of these is what? Love. But without faith, your love doesn't work. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes. The faith test. Oh, yeah, your, te your faith has been tested. Get ready. There's another test on the way. Or you're in the midst of a test now, but God is faithful. You're going to come through okay. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. If there is anyone at the sound of my voice online or in person who says, I've never accepted Jesus nor made him the Lord of my life, or I need to recommit my life to the Lord. Would you raise your hand today and I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. I saw some hands. God bless you. Thank you. 
Thank you for your courage. Let's all pray together. Would you repeat this prayer with me? Say, Heavenly Father. That's for everybody here and everybody online. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sin. I believe Jesus is the Lord of my life, but I'm going to live like it. I need forgiveness, God. I've doubted. I've made mistakes, but you're faithful, and I know I'm forgiven. I trust you, God. I thank you, Lord. Say, I still believe that Jesus died, lived, came up from the grave, and he lives forever. I believe, and he did it all for me to save me from my sin and to save me from hell. I still believe. Thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Open your eyes and look at me. I want everybody to stand to their feet. This is an important moment here. I look forward to this moment. I look forward to those two moments to lead people to Jesus, lead people to recommit their lives, but also to speak truth into you about areas that you need help in. Because I don't know all the areas. I know some, some people who talk to me or I know details of your life here and there. Then I know how to pray for you. But sometimes I don't know exactly how to pray for you, so I pray in the Spirit. When I'm alone and I pray for the people that God has entrusted to me, the people God has placed in my life, namely you, I pray in the Spirit. Because only God knows what you need. But I'm going to tell you this right now. Here, here's my question. Was there something I went over today that you feel was for you? I want you to raise your hand. That God spoke to you about something. Anything. That's important. See, that's important to me. I'm going to pray right now as you bow your heads and close your eyes. And I'm going to pray that God continues to work in your life in those areas that you realized and recognized. And even in areas you didn't even notice. God was messing with you already. He was dealing with something in your life. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over your people today. The sheep of your flock, the people you have chosen today, in this house and in online, God, I thank you, Father. They are your people. They've accepted Jesus. They love you. They want to do right. We all make mistakes, but we know this. You are faithful, and we live by the faith that you have given us. And now our faith is growing. It's developing. It's ever-increasing faith. We believe. Now, God, continue to deal with us in those areas today in those areas that we raised our hands about, and you're speaking to us in those areas, we trust you, we believe, and we'll never stop believing. We thank you, Father. We're your people. And if faith is the way to please you, well, we believe. Faith is the way to receive answers to prayers. We believe. Faith is the way to see that that impossible person in our life is coming to you, and they're going to accept Jesus, and they're going to come out of their substances or whatever their struggle is. Oh, no, God, we believe. Thank you for hearing your people today. We trust you and we honor you. We give you praise, God. Continue to speak to our hearts because your word fell on good ground today. Continue to minister to your people. Speak to us about it today, tomorrow, all the way to Wednesday and next Sunday. We trust you and we believe and we give you glory. In Jesus' name.